The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, today might be the day when we share the love in our hearts with others, but uh, what sort of shape is your heart actually in? Well, to talk about effective lifestyle changes to improve heart health and to tell us about the early warning signs of cardiac distress, we have consultant cardiologist Dr. Roshin Colloran from The Matter Private. Uh, Roshin, good morning and welcome. Thank, thanks very much for having me today, Pat, and happy Valentine's Day. And to you too. I mean, there, there's a lot of talk about broken hearts on Valentine's Day and some people, their hearts are, if not broken, um, they're in bad shape and they may not even know it. Absolutely. So I suppose I, I, I'm trying to uh, get people to maybe focus not only on, on romance on, on this Valentine's Day, but to think of their heart health and um, I guess... We know that cardiovascular disease is the number one killer of both men and women in Ireland and that about 80% of cardiovascular disease is preventable. And I'm urging people to take steps to to improve their heart health in order to prevent development of cardiovascular disease. Okay. now, uh, in terms of people who are of all ages, uh, I mean, if you're in your dotage, is there any point in changing your lifestyle? Absolutely. It's it's never too late. Um, You know, we know that like everything, heart disease uh, the prevalence increases as we age and um, we see... I suppose, but if you've done the damage, in other words, you were a smoker for 40 years yeah. and uh, you loved your, um, your grub and uh, you don't take much exercise, can you actually improve anything? Having Abs- had a misspent life. Yes, absolutely. Um, so we know that the, the length of the exposure to a risk factor is also important. So not just the exposure, but how long we've smoked for, how heavy has that smoking been? That all plays into, into it. Once somebody gives up smoking, within about five years, their cardiovascular risk, in fact, goes back towards normal. Again, if we've high cholesterol, but we treat it to target, that significantly reduces our chance of having a heart attack or a stroke. It will still always be a little bit higher than if it had never been uh, high in the first place, but but certainly will significantly improve. Yeah. Is it uh, largely familial, you know, if you're parent has had a heart attack or heart problems or angina, whatever, are you more likely to get it? There's certainly a genetic component and and absolutely if you have a family history, particularly in a first degree relative, so your mum, your dad, brothers or sisters, you are at higher risk of cardiovascular disease and unfortunately we can't modify that risk factor. So it means that you're, it's even more important for you to get risk factors checked early, Mm. blood pressure, blood sugars, cholesterols, in order to treat any other risk factors, avoid smoking, Mm. weight gain. Is it fair to say that some people are placky and other people are not so placky? Absolutely, yes. And and again, this is generally from exposure to, to risk factors. Sometimes we'll see people without risk factors purely because of a family history who will have plaque on their arteries. But other times it's self-induced almost. Absolutely, yeah. Now, in, you, you therefore, moderate your diet, I suppose. I mean, fat does not necessarily mean fat, does it? I mean, it's calories that generate the fat, is, is it? So I guess it's it's I suppose with our diet it's it's to to reduce sugar intake of course to 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 help prevent high blood pressure sugars so we know that for example sugary drinks are the number one uh, source of of sugars in our diet to try and reduce sugar intake and of course fats there are good fats and bad fats so polyunsaturated fats like we see in oily fish you know the Mediterranean mm-hmm. diet um, are are good for us and help to lower our cholesterol but the saturated fats the butters the the lard the fatty meats that tends to be the saturated fat that that likes to deposit in our arteries okay so avoid uh, those kind of things exercise 
Absolutely. So it's recommended that people take at least 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise per week. So that's about 30 minutes, five days a week. And moderate intensity means a brisk walk. Um, it's a, it's a not a lot cycle. really, is it's it? It's not, even vacuuming the house. So anything that gets the heart rate up, but where you can still hold a conversation. Of course, more vigorous exercise is great and you don't need to take as much as that, about 75 minutes per week. And, and that's exercise where you can't hold a conversation. Mm. But you'd really like to see it more spread, wouldn't you? Like doing one run on a Saturday morning. Look at and anything is better than nothing. Uh, you know, five minutes, ten minutes, getting up from your desk once an hour for five minutes, going for a walk on your lunch break. Um, but but certainly just to try and incorporate uh, regular exercise, taking the stairs at work instead of the lift, going if you need to discuss something with a colleague, going to them personally rather than messaging. And uh, we've all gotten very lazy and stuck to our seats. OK, now in terms of the warning signs, what about blood pressure? What does that tell us? And is there such a thing as low blood pressure? There's such a thing as low pr- blood pressure, I suppose, as long as it's not causing dizziness, it's generally never too low for us. You know, as lo- uh, uh, high blood pressure is a risk factor predominantly for stroke, for bleeds in the brain, but also for development of, of heart attacks um, and can cause problems with the kidneys, the eyes and heart failure. Doesn't generally cause symptoms unless it's crazy high. So people generally don't know they have it unless they've had it checked at a doctor, maybe they're there for another reason, it's, in, it's incidentally checked um, or if they go to seek. It, 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 and then you go to the check. doctor and you've got white coat syndrome and your blood pressure's not really high at all, it's just you're scared. Well, that's it. So, <laughs> so we'll always take at least three measurements and see does it settle. Yeah. And sometimes we will see very high readings in the office if we do a 24-hour monitor with the patient at home, oftentimes it will be lower than what we find in the office. Now, when you go online, and I know doctors always say, don't go online, <laughs> but you can get different versions of what represents safe blood pressure. I mean, it used to be much higher than it is now. You, if you're talking about 120 or whatever now, it, before in America, it used to be 140, 150 was regarded as the safe limit. So I guess we call high blood pressure over 140, over 90 but optimal blood pressure would be less than 120 over 80. Um, yeah, less than 120 over 80 is perfect. what you'd like. Exactly. But 140 over 90 is kind of the upper the end of where you'd like to be. for starting therapies and yeah, exactly. Okay. Now, if you think you have heart trouble, I mean, people get uh, indigestion. Some people suffer from angina and they get pains. Uh, when do you know that you really should call the ambulance? So I suppose if, and you're right, there's a big crossover because indigestion and, and angina tend to happen in, in a similar area. So angina is is a name for chest pressure, tightness or heaviness. So usually not a sharp or severe pain, which means people sometimes confuse it with indigestion. Um, it, it tends to happen behind the breastbone in the centre of the chest, sometimes on the left side of the chest. Um, I suppose clues that it might be angina are if it's brought on by exercise and relieved by rest. So every time you get to that certain point and that hill it comes on, you stop, it's gone away within a few minutes. Whereas uh, indigestion might be more related to mealtime, so after eating or lying flat when, when acid can regurgitate. Of course, if you were to have severe pain that was lasting more than 15 minutes or pain that lasted less than that but came back within an hour, then we would wonder about a heart attack, which of yeah. course can come on at rest. Now, where is the pain? Does it differ in men and women? It can, absolutely. So I suppose for both men and women, the most common location is, is chest pain, most common symptom of heart attack or, or, or angina or, or, or narrowings of the arteries. But um, in women, we do have a higher rate of atypical chest pain. So, so it can be, it could present as shortness of breath. It could present as, as pain in the jaw or the neck, in the right or left arm or in the stomach. 
So sometimes it's diagnosed a bit later. Have women caught up on the men in terms of the incidence of heart disease and uh, heart attack? Absolutely. I, I think for, for a long time, really, it was perceived largely as a men's disease. We know from the Framingham study in, in the 80s that, in fact, women are also as likely to die as men from cardiovascular disease. We're underrepresented in clinical trials. We're diagnosed later, whether that be our own bias, not presenting in time or, or bias in, in the medical community. And we tend not to be treated with the guideline directed therapies that men do at, at, at as high a level. So we're falling behind in terms of... So finally, Roshan, what's your advice on this St. Valentine's Day? So my advice is that if you have any concerning symptoms to seek medical advice, either with a GP or, or to come to, a, to, to see a cardiologist. We have clinics in, in Dublin and Cork, uh, in, in Northern Cross and Cherrywood and in Drogheda Navan and um, Mullingar. Um, if you don't have symptoms, really from the age of 40, you should be having your blood, your blood pressure, your cholesterol, your blood sugars checked. If you have any risk factors, for example, family history, like you mentioned, Pat, you should really be getting all other risk factors checked at an earlier age, so even in the 30s. American Heart Association would recommend checking all those things in our 20s and every five years thereafter, assuming they're normal, more frequently if they're borderline. All right. Good advice, Dr. Roshan Colloran, who's a consultant cardiologist at the Matter Private. Roshan, thank you very much Great. for joining us. Thanks very much, Pat. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.